1: We are pleased to welcome Cody Tapp from 610 Sports Radio, Kansas City, our affiliate there. And let's examine this problem, shall we, for a second. The Chiefs are flying under the radar, Cody, despite having Patrick Mahomes never playing a postseason game away from Arrowhead other than the Super Bowls. Why does it feel like no one is talking about them?
2: I think some of it is because so much of the interest has been on the NFC side. They're probably just like, oh, look at all these teams. On the AFC side, I don't get it. I think for the early part of the season, it made sense. The Bills went after Von Miller, and here we go, and they're all in. But their defense hasn't played as good. And Cincinnati, even though they had a chance to still do some kind of remarkable things from a seeding perspective, didn't get a chance to finish that game against Buffalo and had more losses than Kansas City. So. I think some of it is maybe it's Star Power, maybe it's because you know Tyreek's not on there, but it seems weird that a team has 14 wins, has been to four straight AFC title games, has this year's MVP when this thing eventually gets voted on, is kind of quiet, but a lot of times in the NFL, they're looking for something new. The Chiefs are always in the AFC title game, which makes them, in a weird way, probably less interesting to others.
1: That's funny. And yet, I can't think of a player that I would rather watch in the NFL these days than Patrick Mahomes. If you're looking for interesting, he does something in every game that we've never seen him do before.
2: No, it's pretty consistently.
1: You know, if you've ever been in a press box situation, it's like, oh, it's kind of quiet or people (laughs) talk. It's like, no. Everyone
2: openly laughs because Mahomes does something spectacular or weird (laughs) or different. And in the postseason, it's been no different. He averages pretty much 300 yards and three touchdowns a game. It's why, like, we talked a lot about Josh Allen's performance in the postseason last year, but the only reason the Chiefs got passed in the divisional round to go to the AFC title game is because Patrick Holmes was equally as good in that divisional round game as Josh Allen was in that game that was back and forth. Yeah, I mean, if you just want to see something spectacular, Holmes is your guy. Um, if they had one more Super Bowl ring, I think people will talk about him different right now. Just because five straight AFC title games, which is what they'll get to if they beat Jacksonville, I mean, that just doesn't happen. That's, that's remarkable in its own right.
1: This record that he set this season, which is most total yards in a single campaign, over 5,600, what would you say is the reason for that, Cody? The
2: 17th game helps him. I'm not going to pretend sure. like it doesn't. But he never gets enough credit for his ability to run. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not pretending to be. But he is one of the most elusive runners in the NFL. They don't design runs around him like Josh Allen either. He just has to do it naturally. It's that and the fact that he has been. This has been the most remarkable thing all year. He's been just as efficient, if not more, than he was with Tyreek Hill. There's no way – look, we're in Kansas City. All we're supposed to do is assume the best, be optimistic. I didn't think he was going to be better without Tyreek. That doesn't make sense. But they're deeper, and they've figured out how to beat defenses the way that they were being beat last year. They're the number one team in the NFL when people play too high. you know, like, And that was the whole thing last year about how do you beat Mahomes. So I think some of it is they're just deeper. They've got more wide receivers everywhere, and Mahomes is playing at that level again. Between that and his rushing ability, I I think he was always kind of destined for this amount of yardage.
1: It is sort of comical that after Tyreek Hill talks about the Chiefs offense will likely stumble a bit without him. It won't be as prolific. I'm going to Miami where it's the most accurate quarterback in the NFL that the Chiefs only end up with the most passing yards per game and the most points per game over the regular season, not to mention the overall number one seed. Just out of curiosity, do you think there was any extra motivation there knowing that this was a new challenge with so many different wide receivers? I think he was
2: motivated because Mahomes is motivated, like most great players, by – I'll show you. Even if it's manufactured, <laughs> right? Nobody thought Mahomes wasn't any good, but that was the next challenge. Hey man, can you do it without Tyreek Hill? I just think they're overall better. Like they're much deeper at the position. They don't have a guy like Tyreek. That guy doesn't exist. But they go five, six wide receivers deep and in previous years they just went two or three. That that helps him. They you know, they were the number one team in yards after catch in the NFL because Andy's good. At scheming guys open, and they've got guys who are really good at doing that in and MBS, and Juju Schuster, and so they were, just, they were just more well-rounded. But yes, Mahomes likes proving people wrong. They were the number one offense in the NFL. <laughs> they lost a, a top five wide receiver in the NFL, a guy who finished with 1,700 yards and seven or eight touchdowns. Like That's not supposed to happen.
1: We're excited to spend a few minutes with Cody Tapp from 610 in Kansas City. Sports radio right now all about the Chiefs, or is there something else going on in Kansas City that I don't know about?
2: No. I mean, look, I mean, we've got other sports this time of <laughs> year. Um, it's talking about the Chiefs and then figuring out. Uh, our big debate is would you rather face Cincinnati at home, oh. a team that has had your number, uh-huh. or just play a neutral site game against the Bills who you have beaten time and time again. And for me, I'm always about the easiest path. I don't want to play Cincinnati anymore. (laughs) I think the Chiefs are just as good as that team, but they keep getting the better of you. So, I don't know. I kind of feel like I'd rather face the bill.
1: That's an interesting question. Uh, It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. I like that debate. I appreciate what Andy Reid said about Patrick this week, that his wide receiver room completely changes and yet he doesn't rush to the GM and say, hey, what are you doing? He just goes back to work, and and we talked about the numbers. But how did you see Mahomes, as well as the offensive staff, really the offense as a whole, adjust to this new group of wide receivers?
2: I think it took them a little bit of time, and they're really smart. They keep Mahomes involved. He knew before they traded Tyreek that it was likely to go down that way just based on the way the contract stuff is. But Mahomes did what? Um, really good quarterbacks do now. So because the NFLPA doesn't allow you to schedule more practices as a team, Mahomes got them all together. He took them all down to Texas. He put all those wide receivers together, and he threw routes. So I think it started there, Starting in the offseason. He got as many of those guys together as he could to start working through that. And then it did take him a little bit of time. The good news is for him is that while he was figuring out which wide receivers to throw to, he had Travis. If you've got Kelsey sitting there, you can take four or five weeks to really kind of hit your stride. I think what's been most impressive is, you know, he had Juju Smith Schuster, and then there was a little bit of like the concussion stuff. So then he had to lean on others, and he found others to lean on. But if you go through each wide receiver's numbers, there isn't a thousand yard receiver outside of Travis Kelsey, tight end. You know, Juju Smith Schuster didn't end up there. Uh, MVS was pretty much the same receiving yardage he was in Green Bay. So it's not like, somebody put up some unprecedented season he just got a little bit more out of everybody in the same amount he's used to out of Travis but it seems like to me that the offseason stuff coupled with Mahomes ability to clearly adjust quickly to the new wide receivers was the biggest difference
1: Mm. what is the Chiefs fatal flaw oh
2: turnovers it's that or red zone defense to be honest those are the things like special teams have burned him quite a bit but like, I don't know if that's the thing that's going to get them. They have given the ball away so carelessly multiple times this year, and that's, those are the games they lose. So you'd mentioned they're 14-3. and three. Of the three games they lost in the game against Indianapolis, they turned it over three times. They turned it over. The Travis Kelsey fumble is what cost them against Cincinnati. There were two interceptions in the Buffalo game. That's just how they up until the final two weeks of the season, they were a bottom five team in turnover differential. So they weren't taking the ball away either. But they just had a real knack for giving the ball away at bad times. Five times they've turned it over in special teams, everything. So like, if they're going to lose in the postseason, it'll be as a result of them turning it over. Because if they don't, like if you could just guarantee me for three games they don't turn it over, they're winning. They're winning the Super Bowl, no question, no doubt. If they just don't turn it over. But that has not been easy for them. They've done it a lot this year.
1: Like Trevor Lawrence turning the ball over four times in one half of football. Or even Josh Allen, three turnovers in the first part of that game last weekend. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback. That blows me away uh, in the postseason in the AFC. That's what it's become. He's now the old grizzled vet. In fairness, I
2: feel like, I don't know if everyone else feels this way, I feel like that's the way it's going to be. Because I feel like we're getting ready to kind of get the reincarnation. It doesn't mean they're going to win quite as many rings or whatever, because the NFC will have a lot of say in this. But I feel like it's going to be the Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger stuff all over again for the AFC. And every year, it's going to be Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow, and then there will just be some rotating group of fourth quarterback who will likely be younger. It will be the Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, You know, whoever is in that grouping, maybe it's Bryce Young. If you know he does well when he gets drafted by the Texans or whoever next year, but I feel like those three are all in it together every year. So twenty seventh kind of weird to be the oldest guy (laughs) in the postseason field, but that's that's you know what we finally got the changing of the guard. We kept waiting for it in the NFL because the older quarterbacks dominated for so long. But everybody in the playoffs is that age. Like they, you know, it's either. You're on your rookie deal or you're getting ready to get your or you're getting ready to get out of your rookie deal. it makes the league more fun. Mahomes is probably just the leader of the pack because he's already so established.
1: And uses it very well. Uh, the experience you can see has definitely made him a better quarterback. From 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, Cody Tapp is with us after hours on CBS Sports Radio. All right, got to ask you the Eric B question because around the country there are, I don't know, about a bazillion theories as to why he hasn't gotten a head coaching job to this point. I know he did interview with the Colts. I'm always so impressed when I hear him handle this topic because there's obvious disappointment for Eric and yet he's very professional and he always seems to have the right answer why do you think he hasn't gotten a head coaching job yet Cody
2: I thought some of the initial stuff you could have easily made the argument that race was playing a factor into it now I think what's happened here is those early opportunities that he was getting he passed the uh, the sweet spot. So the way NFL, any NFL coaching cycle works is you got about a two or three year run. You're the hot name. Everybody wants to hire you. But if you don't get a job inside of that window, Mm. your window of opportunity closes quickly. Look what just happened to Byron Leftwich, who reportedly was really close to getting a head coaching job. And then obviously he was just let go by the Bucks. I think it's absurd. I do not understand how these teams keep passing up on him. In the early part, I kind of got it. In the early part of his career, he was kind of gruff. He was harder on players than sometimes you can be as a head coach. But he has come so far in his time in Kansas City as an offensive coordinator. I don't understand why teams don't get it. Because other guys have been able to come out of Andy's shadow. Right? Matt Nagy. Oh, many.
1: Many. He might have the best coaching tree in the NFL.
2: Yeah, Sean McDermott, doesn't matter. Plenty of guys have gotten out of that Andy stuff. Like, why are they holding, like, play calling against him? It doesn't make any sense. The fact that he's never going a job. And now he's interviewed with half the NFL. Teams don't like to look stupid. They don't want to admit a mistake. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever interviewed B enemy before, they're not going to go back after firing a different coach. You're like, You know what? We'll get it right this time. And we'll go to B enemy. So it only leaves half the league. I, I really felt like he just got, like, now it just feels like, The moment of time should do it. That's why I think this offseason is interesting for him. There are 10 open offensive coordinator jobs. No. And, you know, he shouldn't have to leave Kansas City. But I think he's going to be tempted to. Because if he could take over and do it like uh, Mike Kafka did for Brian Dable, right? Mm -hmm. Go be an offensive coordinator. Make Kenny Pickett look better. It doesn't matter. I think Matt Canada's staying. But, you know, go to an offense and make somebody else look better maybe that would be the final cog to get him the job. Although I don't think he in any way needs to or should have to do that.
1: Cody Tapp is with us from Kansas City here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, I've never been to Arrowhead for an NFL playoff game. I was there for a Big 12 game once in early December, a Big 12 championship in early December. It was so loud I couldn't hear myself think. Also (laughs) couldn't feel my feet by halftime. However, Trevor Lawrence has not experienced it in the playoffs. So what is he in for, Cody? um wow it's
2: gonna be louder in jacksonville you know the that comment um it's not like i don't want to bury lawrence it's not that it's a rookie mistake in my opinion like don't don't poke the bear in kansas city like there's no reason to and it's hard because he plays in jacksonville If like josh allen had said it to be like you know buffalo is pretty loud josh allen might have a point but jacksonville no so like that's That's where we end up here. We're like, come on. Like, you can't think it that loud. But it can be disruptive. I know the home field doesn't mean as much as it used to in the NFL, but I would prepare for a delay of game or false start penalties because that happens every year in the postseason against the Chiefs. I know he played played against big SEC teams. I know he played national title games. He's used to loud environments. But Arrowhead, when it clicks in, is still louder than any sports arena I've been to. So they've now poked the bear. That that was the mistake. They can be loud under any circumstance, like any home <laughs> playoff crowd can be, but you didn't have to say that. That just doesn't help you.
1: Mm. Are we going to see another one of those fun kind of ring around the rosy pre-snap formations that we saw uh, the last time the Chiefs were on the field? Because that was dazzling. I mean, I- I'd never seen that on a football field anywhere in my life.
2: Andy's creative so i don't know if it's this game or the next one but yes is the short answer <laughs> they ran weird formations and the super bowl went against the 49ers they'll run ring around the rosie and i swear to you like people will be like oh he's just doing it to pick on teams They're like no andy <laughs> thinks there's an advantage there's an advantage in confusing them he'll do anything he has to the one i keep waiting for is mahomes throwing it behind his back because i feel like one day oh, that's gosh. gonna happen and i'm just waiting for the moment
1: i lost Steph curry yeah, that would go viral, to be sure. I, yeah. I mean, I got to admit, when they did the ring around the Rosie, I didn't know right away who went where. So it, it was yeah. confusing to know that Jarek McKinnon was lined up taking the direct snap.
2: <laughs> well, and you know, uh, I know it got called back for penalty. Discord a touchdown on that play. So okay. it
1: objectively worked.
2: <laughs> like, whether whether uh, whether they thought, whether fans for the other team didn't like
1: it or not, it worked. All right, they are all in in KC, ready to try to get back to that Super Bowl again. So you can find Cody on Twitter at Tap with two P's, host of Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, where right now all Chiefs all in. It is great to catch a couple minutes with you. Looking forward to this weekend. Thank you so much, Cody. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for having me.